Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're tuned in to Grip It and Rip It, sponsored by LB's Meat Market. We're going to get started here in a second, but first, let's hear from LB's. Grip It and Rip It with Brian Scott Rippy is brought to you by LB's Meat Market. LB's, the preeminent butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi. The place to go for any and all of your meat needs. Just right now, they've got the Lane Train Special, a six-ounce bacon-wrapped filet for $10. they got fresh seafood, grill packs, and a lot of different types of sausages. Put simply, if your grill is in need of meat, the only place to go in Oxford, Mississippi is LB's Meat Market. Give them a call today at 662-259-2999. That's 662-259-2999. Stop by and see them at 2008 University Avenue. That's just across the street from Kroger. It's LB's Meat Market, your butcher shop in Oxford, Mississippi. Riffy on the other line, of course, is Greg the Meat Jar. Welcome into another edition of Fresh Cuts. Before we get into things, what's happening at the store this weekend? Old Miss, obviously, out of town at Vanderbilt. Colin actually convinced me last week on our postgame pod that there was a bye week uh, this week, which is actually next week. So, honest mistake, but, like, I didn't feel like looking it up at the time. So, we were just like, sure, it's a bye week. There's no game. There is a game. Old Miss is playing Vanderbilt. We'll have a postgame pod for you after, but... Uh, what's happening at the store? Uh, what's the weather looking like this weekend? Man, uh, you know, it's a little uh, Alaskan cold front came through and uh, put a little chill in the air at night. But it's a perfect 55, 60 degrees during the uh, afternoon, probably Saturday afternoon. So uh, take advantage of that weather. Um, you know, uh, we'll be open regular hours. Uh, the store is fully stocked and uh, we're ready to go. So. Um, you know, uh, just, you know, just playing for a regular weekend, you know, hopefully the revs will, uh, will, uh, will roll this weekend and, and put everybody in a good mood. Yeah. I mean, based on the Vegas line, which we're about to get to, they, they had better win because man, I don't, <laughs> I don't know where you turn if they don't, but we'll get to that in a minute. So last week was our restart after my, uh, hiatus on vacation, lost our picks, didn't feel like keeping track. We're starting fresh last week, and uh, so good news and bad news. We went one and three in the SEC last week in the four SEC games. We went six and seven in the NFL, but our five locks that are our actual picks were profitable at three and two. So all in all, not that bad in what was a pretty crazy week in the NFL in particular. Yeah, I got a bad beat on that Ole Miss Rebel game. You know, we just you know uh, uh, skip that and just go on to the next game. That but. It is what it is, you know. Uh, the uh, the officiating likes to take care of uh, particular people, and uh, just Ole Miss happened happened to not be one of those people to, uh, last Saturday. 
Yeah, that game never really felt safe no matter what side of it you were on because of the twists and turns and the officiating. Uh, the officiating was not very good. That game was just crazy and not necessarily the Auburn side of it as well. And just I don't know if I'd have felt particularly comfortable having Auburn the whole time too because, what, it was three and a half, four points, and with Ole Miss pinning them down deep with a couple minutes left, you're thinking Auburn's got that kicker with the massive leg, Carlson. Ole Miss is safe. He, like, Ole Miss is safe here. They'll just line him up for a field goal and try to win the game uh, that way. And that obviously did not happen. Seth Williams breaks the gigantic uh, touchdown kind of uh, covered the spread. But anyway, uh, be that as it may, we you won Alabama, and that was the only game you won in the uh, SEC. And then I won LSU <laughs> over South Carolina, and we were both one and three there. Yeah, we man, started South off Carolina, hot. Let us know. Yeah, we started off hot in the NFL. The early games, we did really, really well. Like, I, I, we were like five, six, and one apiece. And those, the late games did not fare as well. We both were on the right side of that insane Detroit Atlanta game where Detroit, where Gurley scores by accident, and then Detroit scores on the very last play of the game to win the game <laughs> and cover. We were both on the wrong side of Seattle. That was a pretty wild game. The Bears that was a good just were, game, too. That was a, that was a good game. Oh, it was a fantastic game. We were both on New England, which San Francisco just absolutely demolished them. Um, we were on the right side of Washington, both on the right side of Carolina and New Orleans. I'm just trying to see if there's anything stand out. Both got crushed by the Raiders. You had Pittsburgh, which was a good pick. I did not. That was really about it. There wasn't anything uh, too ter- too crazy uh, outside of those couple games we just mentioned. The Thursday night game, we were both on the right side of even though the Giants tried every way they could to blow that cover and ended up blowing the game. They should have won the game outright. But anyway, so we don't have a Thursday night pick this week because we are recording on a Friday, a little later than usual, but a huge slate of games to get into this weekend. So uh, let's hit the board. Here we go. We've got, I believe, a full slate of SEC games this weekend. I mean, I, you, I, actually, you probably have a couple of bye weeks, but no COVID-related issues this week that I'm aware of. Let's see what we got first for the SEC. Well, I say that. The sheet I have does not have the SEC game video. What the hell is going on? Uh, Here we go. It just took a while to get to LSU and Auburn. This is a fascinating game because you don't know what you're going to get out of Auburn on a given week. CBS game Saturday, 2.30. Auburn is plus one and a half at home for this. This is actually kind of easy for me. I don't trust LSU nor their defense. At least I know Auburn will defend at a capable level. I'll go Auburn here. I think LSU sucks. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I have to kind of agree with you, but I'm still going to stick with the Bo Nicks overrated uh, um, uh, um you know, theme to my, to, to my podcast that we got here. Um, I just don't, I, I don't believe, I don't like the Auburn. I, I think that maybe this, uh, uh, this five-star backup uh, LSU uh, quarterback, is, is, uh, he might have a breakout party and uh, maybe Auburn might be it. So I'm going to go with the LSU Tigers here. Finley looked pretty good last week. I mean, I mean, you know, um, I mean, they're they're not going to have anybody that's not good that's backing up. I mean, I know Joe Burrow is very uh, hard to replace, uh, regardless of how many uh, stars are uh, in front of the guy's name. But man, you know, yeah, he looked good, and uh, I just, you know, I, I just, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I think that Auburn's, uh, you know, is overrated, and uh, I, I, I like LSU here. 
All righty. That's a, that could be like a tragic good game in the sense that both yeah, of those teams could find a bet. almost a coin flip, almost. Yeah, and Auburn seems like they always find a way to pull out those games. I mean, how they've handled they should they you could honestly make a case for Auburn being 0 and five. They got helped out with the officiating against Kentucky. They got the game given to them by Arkansas from at the Arkansas game, and then the Ole Miss game. If they make the right call there and review it, Ole Miss probably puts the game away and wins that game without much of a doubt. Like Auburn's a couple. Auburn is two calls away from absolutely being one and four. And Kentucky one's a little bit more of a stretch because there was a lot of game left. But you could make the case that they literally could be 0-5 if not for the fellas in stripes, which is pretty wild. I said after last week, I've always said I don't think there's a conspiracy in SEC officiating. It's just incompetence. But I'm no longer going to call the conspiracy people dumb. Because if there is, if there is, like, if there's not a conspiracy, the SEC does not do a good job of uh, squashing those or putting that to bed or, or portraying that there's not. After last week, I just kind of threw my hands up in the air. Like, for those people, I'm not going to be one of them. But if you want to yell and scream about the protected class, I'm not going to stop you anymore. I don't have, any, I don't really have a retort. Yeah, I have to agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, it's pretty. It's it's obviously almost got to the point where it's awkward, um, and you know, it's just uh, you know, uh, you have to you have to realize it's uh, it's it's you versus everybody, and that's including the uh, officiating. Whenever uh, whenever Ole Miss has to uh, have the game plan put together, it's just the optics of Kiffin. You know, Kiffin said in his post game, he's asking about a review, and the side just quickly looks at him and just says they already looked at it. Nothing to see there. When you have the announcers and everyone in America looking at it really with the naked eye, they didn't have to slow the play down that much to see the – I mean, once they did slow it down, you saw the kid's hand fingers bending back. That made it obvious. But even in live action, you're showing a normal speed replay. Most everyone and their brother watching on television is sitting there going, oh, that probably hit his hand. And to have just the side judge say, already looked at it, nothing there, to just kind of – shove Kiffin away and give Auburn yeah, enough time and, to snap the football is just a terrible look. Yeah, and another thing is, like, uh, you could see how guilty the, the the Auburn player was because he ran back and tried to re- recover that as quick as possible. So that just gives you, you know, uh, kind of gives you a little telltale sign of, like, hey, uh, I think it might have hit, hit him, you know. So it's, uh, you know, it's, ba- it's a bad call, and, you know, it's something that, uh, you got to, you know, you have to deal with. It's very frustrating, uh, especially as a player coming back on Monday to look at the film. And yes, you made mistakes here and you made mistakes here. But, you know, to, to become, you know, deflated on a, on a bad call like that, you know, kind of stings. So hopefully they bounce back this week. It reminded me of the AFC championship game two years ago when Mahomes' first kind of year coming on the scene in the league. And he and Brady had just that kind of titanic clash that Brady got the best of them, which I still contend is one of the best games of Tom Brady's career, even at his age. That 2019 AFC Championship game, or yeah, 2019, was absolutely fantastic. But you'll remember there was Kansas City was kind of seizing momentum of the game after they got down like 24 to six or something like that, or 17 six, and you had the punt return where it went between Edelman's legs. Yes. And you couldn't tell if it hit the side of his, his finger and all that, too. Like, that one, is, like if, if it had gone down like that and they said there's nothing there, he didn't touch it, whatever. One, at least take a look at it. But two, this was not even that type of scenario where it was everyone except for the four dudes on the field thought it hit him. Yeah, and that's like I said, that's just a, a casual mistake that, you know, doesn't need to be happening. And, you know, there's no way that 
I would have accepted that, you know, just that from the side judge, I'd have literally, you know, and I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, uh, but I would have literally, if I was Lane Kiffin, I'd be like, hey, bring that guy in the white hat over there and you and you tell him, you know, and let me hear it from him, you know, because, you know, you just, uh, you, it's almost, you can't take no for an answer on that. I mean, I would have been probably escorted off the field, you know. But yeah, I mean, he, 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 he kept his goal, you know, on the whole deal. Yeah, he was pretty pissed about it, and obviously rightfully so, but the whole – I mean, that's the, a game changer, man. I mean, it, I mean, that's, I mean that's a win, and, uh, you know, you're heading into a, a, a good, an easy Vanderbilt game. I'm not saying that any SEC game is easy, but, you know, that's, uh, that's some momentum heading into a not so – I mean, a big game for Texas A&M, you know, if A&M – beats Arkansas, I mean, that, that Ole Miss A&M game uh, is slated to be a pretty decent, you know, little matchup, you know, regardless. Yeah, and really in a normal year, if you're dealing normal expectations, that's a potential season changer as well for Ole Miss. I mean, it still kind of is in a way, but you're just kind of looking through everything through a different lens, as strange as this season has been. But, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's bad. The way he's handled it on social media has been funny. The, him not knowing how many pennies, all that stuff's great, but you could sense genuine anger, particularly. I mean, he was he was angrier on Monday after kind of talking to the conference and apparently just getting a complete horseshit explanation. But be that as it may, uh, Godspeed to LSU if it comes down to a judgment call in the last two minutes. I guess is what we were trying to say there. So I'm going to go Auburn here because I've got three extra teammates or four extra teammates. Um, let's see, I lost my sheet there for a second. The next one. Godspeed to Mississippi State here. They head to Tuscaloosa. They've had a mass exodus of players. I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek if you kind of catch my drift. Kind of an inside joke there. Not really, but I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm going Alabama here. I mean, it's it's Alabama minus 31 at home. I mean, Mississippi State. I say mass exodus. I don't know if it's a transition and Leach is just weeding kids out. I don't know if there's a larger problem here. But you lose Kylan Hill. You lose two quarterbacks. They have they've scored like one offensive, two offensive touchdowns in the last like ten quarters. Uh, good luck. Don't get hurt. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, um, you look at the four SEC coaches that have come in, and um, you know, all three are you know, there's three out of the four that are moving in a positive direction, and the fourth is obviously I mean, the Mississippi State. That's uh, you know, uh, I get that Mike Leach likes to recruit a player and have a certain player, but. You know, you inherit a program just like you inherit a job. You have to work with the people that are there already. And if you can't, you know, work with that and, you know, and, and set a bad example with that, then it's going to be a tough pill to swallow. And I, I, I don't blame any uh, players from state, you know, wanting to transfer because it seems like, you know, he, he it's either his way or the highway. And it just doesn't work like that anymore. You can't, you know, you have to inherit a program and work with what you've got and then build off of it. And, Sam Pittman, Lane Kiffin, and uh, Drinkwitz have uh, both done really, really got, uh, good jobs with accepting uh, what they accepted with the program. But, you know, uh, Mike Leach has not. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a bad situation. And, um, you know, you might see somebody step in. I don't know if the AD is, uh, you know, capable of pulling the trigger on firing uh, two coaches in a span of four or five months. But, you know, <laughs> It's a bad fit, and uh, I like uh, Alabama to be up, you know, uh, to be covering this spread by halftime. 
my thing with the state thing, and back when I was still doing radio, and after these two hires happened back in December, you know, we had the whole we, the whole radio debate of well, who's going to be better immediately? Who's going to be better long term? And my always thing was like, I don't really know who's going to be better long term. I leaned Kiffin just because Leach has won at a lot of college football outposts. I'm not sure if the the air raid works in the SEC, but the key word there is not sure. I wasn't just casting it off as no, it's not going to work. I don't know. I think it's a fascinating experiment. But the second part of it and what I was really trying to get to is I always thought Ole Miss would be better in the short term because it's such a drastic transition, particularly at a school that has not been able to recruit wide receivers at a competent level. So I thought State would really struggle this year in the short term as they implemented that. I mean, it's almost it's not abstracted, but it's almost like Georgia Tech going from the triple option to whatever Jeff Collins runs. It takes time and it's not a, it's not a good it's not a smooth transition. And so if they were losing these games simply just because they don't have the right pieces and they don't fit, fine. But it's the off-the-field stuff and continue. You have your best running back leave the program in the middle of the year and all these kids transferring. Some of that's natural attrition. But one, why did that not happen in the offseason? Two, it's not just like that. That's the concerning part to me. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with it also. I mean, my thing is with, uh, you know, these kids uh, committing to a university, you know, like, yes, you're committing to the coach that coaches there. But, you know, if, if, if he gets fired or it didn't if it didn't work out, you know, you, I, I think that you still play for the, 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 the school you committed to. And if you want to play at, at NFL level, I mean, you're going to have coaches coming in and out at all the time. So, you know, uh, be professional about it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that it's just that's how that is right now. Yeah, so then just not. I mean, Alabama's going to tear that to shreds, particularly if they can't score. But hey, 31, you never know. I mean, 30. I mean, 38-10 covers is is is, as insane as that sounds. So hey, you never know. But I'm uh, I'm going to go on the safe side there and go with Alabama. What is the next one we have up? This week, I believe it is Georgia, Kentucky. Yes, Kentucky's plus 17 at home against Georgia. No Terry Wilson. He is out this week for Kentucky with a hand injury. That means former Auburn transfer Joey Gatewood, I believe, will be getting the snaps for Kentucky at quarterback unless something different has been reported out there. I think... I'm going to go Kentucky here against my better judgment. I think they put up a pretty good effort. They're good enough defensively to kind of hang with Georgia. They can slow the game down. I'm just not sure if there's enough time for Georgia to win by three touchdowns. I'll go Kentucky. If the game is played at the pace, I think it is. I'm not sure if there's enough time uh, if Kentucky plays confidently enough offensively. I'll go Kentucky here. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you also. I mean, you know, uh, it seems like unless Georgia just has the – they can't beat Alabama uh, problem that they've got going. It's just uh, that second half against Alabama just was a complete meltdown. That first half, they looked good. And you you looked at that game, you're like, man, I think this is the time Georgia, you know, finally beats Alabama and, you know, uh, halftime adjustments or whatnot. But just Georgia landed fat on their face in the second half. I think that's a big letdown for them. And, you know, I know Missouri beat Kentucky last weekend, and that was one of my locks, which – you know, uh, I have to take my hat off to Missouri. You know, those kids uh, bought into Drake Wits, and uh, you know they're playing good ball, and that's that's what happens when you when you buy when you buy into it. So, um, not I'm not going to uh, uh, fault any Kentucky uh, falling. Uh, you know, to Missouri, I, I, I think the Kentucky points right here. I, I, I say they put up a, a good fight, and they you know keep the game close. 
Speaking of Missouri, you have Missouri-Florida this week. And that is in Gainesville, Florida's first game back after two weeks off because of one COVID and then a built-in bye week. The SEC got fortunate last week that both of their teams riddled with COVID issues actually had natural bye weeks last week. So you didn't have further changes of games, and that would be Florida and Vanderbilt. So you get Missouri, Florida here, Florida minus 13. And, man, I really want to pick Missouri here because Florida's defense has been so atrocious they haven't played in two weeks. You know what? I'm going to do it. Missouri plus 13. Screw it. Yeah. I'm on, I don't I'm think on they're it. good, but they play yeah. hard. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, you know, I I, I like Missouri a lot. You know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Florida had some COVID issues, uh, whatever that means. And um, so they haven't, been, you know, been playing, you know, up. I, I mean – Look, uh, Missouri. Those kids have bought into the to the new head coach. Uh, I, I think he's you know a, a pretty decent hire. Not a lot of people knew about his name and whatnot, but you know that Appalachian State team that uh, that you know that he had a couple a couple years ago was a good football team, and uh, I think he's a good football coach. And you know uh, I think he's got the the program going right. I I, I, I I'm going to go with the lock here. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go Missouri here with one of. Uh, one of my locks. I really like it. Yeah, I just my thing is on this one, and I'm probably too underdog heavy naturally in these picks, just in general, not necessarily even just talking about this week. But both of those kids at Kentucky, excuse me, that Missouri has played as quarterback is fine. Sean Robinson was pretty good, and then that Connor Basilak kid. I don't even know how you say. Uh, his net, yeah, Basilak. I think I said that right. Both those kids have been competent and they move the ball. And if you have a team that moves the ball well enough against a team that hasn't really proven they can stop anyone, I, I mean, it, in your mind, is is Missouri's offense that much worse than A and M's? I mean, I it, think that uh, M- Missouri's offense is almost uh, of the level of Ole Miss. I mean, it's very similar scheme. You know, they run the ball in that kind of uh, zone. Uh, handoff shotgun setup. Um, I mean, I, I, I like it. I, I like Missouri a lot on this. Yeah, if you're looking at the other side of this, though, like in your your, your classic like uh, betters mindset, it's just like that. This this screams seven point game in the fourth quarter. Like Missouri's been there all game, and Florida just has a back breaking touchdown to get it to fourteen. Like that's yeah. probably how this plays out. But screw it, we're going with the Tigers plus thirteen. Yeah, I like I it there. So you, you spent a lock on that. Hopefully Marty Marty the Moose doesn't know where Gainesville, Florida is uh, on come Saturday. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, let's see. We got two more SEC games: Arkansas and Texas A&M. This game normally in Dallas. It's actually been moved to College Station this year, assuming that's a COVID-related thing. Texas A&M's minus thirteen and a half. Where are you going here? You know, I, 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 I when the first of the year went down, I, you know, you looked at this Arkansas team and you're like. Golly, is Arkansas ever going to win a game? You know, you got to give credit to Sam Pittman, and uh, they, you know, these kids have uh, have um, you know um, given into the program and what what he wants to do, and you know they've got a lot of momentum. Uh, they, you know, shouldn't have beat the they shouldn't have beat Auburn, and uh, you know uh, I think they're playing really good football. You know, Felipe Franks isn't a terrible quarterback. I mean, yes, he might throw a couple uh, you know head scratchers, but um, you know, uh, I, I think it's a, a better, better situation. And you know, you're waiting for Texas A&M to, you know, to, 
to lay an egg sooner or later. Uh, I don't know if they're looking forward to uh, coming to Oxford and uh, think, you know, if that's a big game for them. But I, I see Arkansas, you know, creeping up, and I'll take double-digit points uh, with them on top of that. Okay, fair enough. So you've got Arkansas. I actually want to do this too, but now I feel like I'm going underdog heavy. But I don't think Texas A&M is mm. – it's, yeah, I'll go Arkansas here. Screw it. One. It's a tough one, man. You would, th- you know, we would never have thought that this game would be even worth talking about. But I honestly w- w- uh, think this is going to be a really good football game. Absolutely, I'll go Arkansas too, and that'll wrap us up and get us to the Ole Miss side. I mean, the Ole Miss one, the final SEC. Excuse me, the final SEC game we'll pick this week. I can't talk today. Vanderbilt is now catching 17 and a half at home. No feel for this whatsoever. Like, is Ole Miss good enough to be favored by 17 and a half against anyone? They can't stop anybody. I'm going to go Vanderbilt here, but Ole Miss wins. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough call. You would think that, uh, you know, we don't know what's going on with Corral. I don't, we don't know if, uh, you know, there's a defensive scheme that, you know, uh, he doesn't see very well or whatnot. I mean, I think that linebacker underneath is, you know, is, is something that uh, that that he was exposed on. And, I, man, you know, obviously Ole Miss is going to score some points. I would probably take the over because, um, you know, I don't think Vanderbilt will be able to stop Ole Miss's deep offense. But, you know, that 17 points is a lot. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm go- I, I don't want to keep agreeing with you, so I'll just go to the other side and I'll just take the revs and – Hopefully that uh, Ole Miss defense kind of finally uh, shows up and maybe stops them three. We just need three stops, I guess. Actually, I'm switching my pick. I'll go Ole Miss. I watched a lot of that South Carolina game. It's a bad matchup. Vanderbilt still has a little bit of COVID issues, particularly in the secondary. If you listen to my Wednesday podcast with Robbie Weinstein, who covers Vanderbilt for Vandy 247, I'll go Ole Miss here. I, I don't necessarily have any faith in this, but – I'm not, I'm not not putting cold, hard cash on Vanderbilt. Yeah, I'm just not no. going to do it. They're yeah, just the, that bad. No faith. We have no faith in the Rebs until uh, we actually, you know, see see what uh, Lane Kiffin can really do with this team. All right, those are the six SEC games this week after just having four. Last week, you spent a lock on Missouri. I still have five remaining. You've got four heading into what should be a pretty uh, pretty wild NFL slate. So let's see what we got going on in the NFL. We did not pick the Thursday night game last night. The Falcons somehow held a fourth quarter lead and still won. Recording this on a Friday, so we're just going to start with the Sunday noon games. Detroit plus three at home against the Colts. Detroit is three and three now after beating two bad teams in Atlanta and Jacksonville. I don't necessarily buy into them here, but I think they get this win at home, Detroit. Yeah, um, you know, um, my buddy Matt Patricia, you know, he's uh, beating really, really bad teams, you know, making himself look good. So, um, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what to think of Phillip Rivers. You know, I actually had – I thought they would actually be a kind of a sleeper sleeper the team this year, but I was completely wrong on that. So, uh, let's go with Matt Patricia and uh, the Detroit Lions. I like it. Let's go with Detroit. This is a classic New England kitchen sink game. Every the whole like talk radio fodder this week has been: Will New England be sellers at the trade deadline if they lose this game? They're two and four. They play the five and two Bills in Buffalo. No fans in the stands. But this is a game that if New England has any shot at the division, they have to win this football game this week. This is one of the classic like: Do you just ride Belichick and think you know a game he has to win? They've owned the Bills during the Brady era. 
Cam looked terrible the last two weeks, got kind of benched last week. It was more of just like, hey, this isn't working out. I don't think they're actually starting Stidham. Actually, I know they're not. I don't really know what to go here because Buffalo hasn't looked that impressive. I'm going to put the faith in Bill Belichick and say the Patriots get this done here because they absolutely have to. Well, I would have to agree with you, but uh, I, but I would always be betting on Belichick and Tom Brady, uh, not Belichick and Cam Newton, uh, if, if much less Jason Stidham. Isn't he an actor? Jason is, Stidham, is I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I know uh, that somebody else. Anyway, uh, no. With that being said, I, I think Buffalo is uh, is is back on the on top in the NFC East. I mean AFC East, and uh, I think Buffalo rolls here. And I'm actually going to go with uh, with the Buffalo as one of my locks. Okay, Buffalo minus four, a lock for Greg, the meat shark. Sweet. So you got Buffalo there. You're probably on the right track there. I don't think New England's any good. I'm just putting one last egg in the Belichick basket there because they have to win this game. Sometimes you get the classic motivation games in the NFL. Like Buffalo doesn't have to have that one, but hey, they're a much better football team. Next one, uh, my Tennessee Titans travel to Cincinnati and the Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are getting six and a half at home against the Titans. I'll go against the Titans here. I like the Bengals. Titans defense, not very good. Don't stop anyone well. Burrow still scores despite a horrendous offensive line. He's awesome. If they don't kill him in his first two years and they build an offensive line around him, he's going to be great. I think this is too many points. I'm going Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, I kind of have to agree with you on the home dog, but um, just uh, for some strange reason, I just think a, a late Derrick Henry touchdown and a Joe Burrow interception you know uh you know i think vegas has this number perfect and you know it's a touchdown game and i just think that uh you know tennessee uh squeaks this out by a touchdown so i'm going to take tennessee i'm going to take them on the other side i like uh the minus six and a half okay fair enough next one we've got is las vegas at the browns cleveland is minus two and a half no odell beckham jr but there's been some weird numbers out there about how much better baker mayfield has been when odell beckham jr has been off the field Whatever you want to make of that, I uh, I'm going to stop the the Las Vegas Las Vegas Raiders are approaching Falcon territory for me. I've got to convince, I've got to stop convincing myself they're good. They're good enough to beat bad teams. They're not good. They don't have a pass rush. Cards okay. I'm going Cleveland here. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, it's, I'll uh, lock this too. That's yeah, my first I mean, lock. Yeah, that's a, that's a, I really like it too. I just you know. Uh, Odell Beckham is a great football player, but is he a great teammate? I don't think so, and uh, I don't think he's good for an organization that goes and it goes to show you. I mean, they uh, Cleveland had a great game. Baker looked great. Um, you know, uh, was making throws, and that last throw that to win the game was uh, was you know just vintage uh, uh, Baker. So I, I think uh, Cleveland's back, and I think. Uh, I think Cleveland rolls here. Uh, you beat me to the lot, but uh, I, I have to uh, highly recommend Cleveland on this. I think they roll. Are you locking this one too? No, you you beat me to it, so I'll have to I'll have to get my I'll have to get my other lock somewhere else. We can lock the same games. There are no rules on this show. The only yeah, rule is that there are no like, rules. Yeah, let's go with Baker. I like it, man. I really do. I think they roll, man. I mean, I you know with Odell out, and uh, you know uh, there's some good. Uh, I mean, if if you're on an NFL lot roster, you you're an athlete and you're waiting to, you're waiting for your opportunity. And I, you know, I, I, I see you know people stepping up and uh, 
you know, the running game getting good. And, you know, I think uh, they scored a lot of points last week, and that helps helps out any offense. And, you know, he got a, his, he got a little dance on social media uh, posted. So, you know, I think the Baker's back, man. Let's go with the Baker. Let's lock him up on this one. Oh, man, here's the line of all lines. Kansas City is hosting the New York Jets. And, boy, I don't even know what to make of this. The Jets are minus 19.5. I believe this started at 21 or 20.5, if I'm not mistaken. And that is probably one of the largest professional lines ever. I don't know what to do with this. I'm just not do. I mean, how, who is betting the Jets here? Who, who like? Do you, could you three team tease the Jet and get a Jets and get an NFL team at plus twenty nine and a half just to say it happened and you were there for it? Like I don't know what you do with this. I'll go Chiefs, but like whatever. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I'm, I'm still on the. I mean, you know, we I did bet against the Jets, and of course the Jets covered last week, and you know that's uh, just typical uh, New York Jet football. But man. Oof, man, I mean, you know, do you honestly just, uh, you know, play Mahomes the first half and get up, kind of like be like an Alabama and just put in a second stringer just so he can, you know, not get hurt? I, I mean, you know, uh, I just don't see the Jets moving the ball against uh, against Kansas City's second string defense. So, uh, I'm going to agree with you. Let's go. Let's ride with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they're definitely the better team. Fantastic slate of uh, late games here we have on Sunday afternoon. You've got the Bears and the Saints. Chicago's plus five at home against New Orleans. No one, like Vegas does not really respect the Bears. Like they're probably one of the worst five and two teams of all time. They got exposed. They were anemic offensively against the Rams last week. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to go to the Bears because New Orleans doesn't really scare me anymore. I don't think they're necessarily close to a touchdown favorite to anyone five on the road is too much for me even as bad as the bears offense has been it's never that way two weeks in a row i'll go the bears here against my better judgment yeah um i mean you know uh i think uh at one point they were uh they were thinking about putting mitchell trubisky back in i mean dude when you're trying to think about putting that guy back in that offense is really bad and i mean you know i'm not gonna say nick Foles isn't the answer in chicago but um, it, it, it might be the answer for a couple more games. Uh, they just can't they just can't get a good quarterback. And, um, you know, you, you win a lot of games uh, when you have a good quarterback and you have somebody reliable. I, I like Drew Brees and the Saints here. I think, uh, they're, you know, they uh, you know, that fourth quarter comeback kind of spark, sparks a team, you know, and uh, it seemed like the Saints were kind of, you know, just rolling along and, you know, not being t- the typical Saints that, you know, and, you know, Brees being old and, you know, so uh, I, I think I think the New Orleans rolls here. I know they're not real uh, outdoor friendly um, uh, team, but uh, I think they roll here. I like the Saints a lot here. You could make the case for them to go back to Trubisky because there's no way it could be worse. I mean, Trubisky was not good, but they they were not this dysfunctional offensively. And uh, they were not this dysfunctional offensively under him. And if Foles hadn't had that miracle nine-minute stretch against Atlanta to pull them back from three scores in the fourth quarter where Atlanta just threw up all over themselves, they might have already gone back to Trubisky. He's been terrible ever since. So I, you might – I don't know if you see it. Maybe the cat's out of the bag. Maybe they moved on from him. But it, it can't be worse. The uh, next afternoon game we've got is a fantastic one. And probably what's one of the best divisions in sports, maybe ever. You've got the NFC West that every team's over 500. The last place 49ers are four and three, I think, and getting healthy now. 
And you have Seattle at home coming off a loss to Arizona and minus three against the Niners. I am going the Niners plus three is a lock. I think uh, Seattle's defense is not good. They just traded for Carlos Dunlap from the Bengals, which I think will make it better. They get a pass rusher there. Don't think he's playing this week, though, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to go San Francisco here as a lock. I like what they're doing. Running the ball well, getting healthy. They're in a good spot. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely crushed New England last weekend. And, really exposed um, how bad Cam Newton really is. Uh, so, I, I, you know, you look at San Francisco and they've got some momentum and uh, that that division is brutal, man. And But, you know, um, DK Metcalf got shut down last weekend and, um, you know, I know he made that, that long uh, tackle. Uh, I never uh, – but I have to agree with you. Let's go San Francisco here. I like San Francisco. I'm going to ride with you on that one. I cannot. So we got to skip around because there's a couple. Uh, we missed a one o'clock game. I can't believe this game is not flexed to Sunday night football, and we'll get to why it's not in a minute. But you've got probably the game of the week. Honestly, it's Baltimore at home against Pittsburgh. Baltimore is getting is giving giving four. So it's Baltimore minus four. One o'clock game at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm gonna lock another one here. I'm gonna go Steelers. Baltimore, I think slightly overrated. I think they beat the crap out of bad teams, and they aren't very good against good defenses. I think they'll get after Lamar Jackson here. I think Pittsburgh's the most complete team in the NFL, even without Devin Bush who went down with an injury two weeks ago. They didn't even play that well against the Titans last week and got up 27-7. to Talk about the comeback, yeah, whatever. But, like, to me, the most dominant part of that game was Pittsburgh just kind of nonchalantly going up three scores and handling the game that quickly. I love Pittsburgh here. Yeah, I have to agree with you. You know, Baltimore coming off a bye week. Um, you know, some players get healthy and they, um, you know, add some more add some wrinkles to Lamar Jackson. I mean, I'm not saying that Baltimore is not a good uh, good team. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, I, I've been on um, Pittsburgh for a couple of weeks now, and, uh, you know, they're pretty legit. They're the real deal. And, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger just it gets it done. And uh, I, I like Pittsburgh. I'm going to ride with you on this one also. I like Pittsburgh with you. Yeah, I think they're in a good spot, and I think they might win this division, which would be wild to see Baltimore as a wild card team going to be fascinating to watch that one play out down the stretch we've had a couple games go offline or at least it looks like because of covid issues so the vikings had a linebacker test positive i don't think any of these games are getting moved so i'm going to have to do a little research here uh for to find some lines because this place i'm looking at right now has it offline because of covid issues so we've got vikings packers next it is this uh, is a great I got podcast. Minnesota, uh, I got Minnesota plus six and a half. Ooh. Uh, I don't buy Kirk Cousins that much. If it, if you'd have given me more than a touchdown, I might have gone to the Vikings here. I think Green Bay is still pretty good even after that Tampa Bay debacle two weeks ago. I'm going Green Bay here. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. So we're just going to keep agreeing with each other on this NFL and just go down in flames if we do. I like, I like Green Bay to, get, to bounce back. This is a fantastic slate of games if we can get all of them played. The other one that's dealing with COVID issues is Denver had someone test positive. They are playing the Los Angeles Chargers. And let's see. You got one there? No, it's offline. Uh, I do have the uh, uh, Tampa Bay minus 12 against the Giants on the Monday night. And then uh, the Dallas on the Sunday night. Uh, that's yeah. That's the only thing I've got on my uh, on my. Uh, oh uh, well, we've got the 
the Dolphins and Rams. Yeah, I'm getting to that one. I'm trying to find three this. and a half. Yeah, I think that, uh, that's the only that's the only uh, numbers I've got on my site. Denver's three point dog at home as of right now. I like the Chargers. They're not. They're frisky. I like Herbert. He's really fun to watch. I'm going Chargers road fa- I mean road dog here. Yeah, I mean I. I have to agree with you on Herbert, but uh, I don't know, just something about Denver at home, you know, whenever the snow's going down, I just, uh, I'm just going to have to take Denver on this one, though. I like Denver. Okay. And as you mentioned, the next one we're getting to, you've got Rams and Dolphins, the debut of Tua Tunga Vailoa. We're kind of skipping around here. This is an early game that I skipped. It is Miami at home, plus three and a half. Tua's welcome to the NFL is a man named Aaron Donald, who should probably be in the MVP conversation, but never going to happen. It just feels like his name should be mentioned. He is an absolute freak. Uh, good luck, Tua. This feels like one where everybody wants to ride Tua, so I'm going to go to the Rams here. I think they're good. Rams minus three and a half on the road. Yeah, I mean, I think this this number is actually a little bit sm- uh, uh, smaller, but um, man, you know, I mean, it wasn't like Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, wasn't bad. I mean, they're three and three. Uh, I mean, you know, I just I don't know why why two is starting, but um, I mean, may, maybe there's something that you know uh, that the coaching staff sees. You know, I, this is a travel game for me, so I, I'm going to go uh, the Dolphins here. I've already, I've already been all in on the Dolphins, you know, from week one. So might as well keep staying in. So let's go with the Tua Dolphins, the the Tua Tuas, uh, as we should call them. I don't know if he's going to work out in the NFL. I think he's really good. There's some numbers if you look at in college that he was even better than Burrow last season, despite not being healthy, even at Burrow's peak. I think he's going to work. I think he's really good. I thought the timing of the decision was weird. It seems like it was pre-planned because Fitzpatrick wasn't playing terrible. So it seems like it was pre-planned all along that he was going to get take over the team after the bye week. They're three and three and kind of still sneaky very much in that division. They're not a bad team around him. If he's confident, they have a real shot to be a playoff team. Uh, I'll actually like that pick, but I'm going to stick with the Rams there. We have two more games left. The Sunday night game and the Monday night game. No, we did not. Where do we? Uh, yeah, we did Packers. I was making sure we got that out of the way. Sunday night game. I cannot believe this has not been flexed out, and I am even more jaw dropped at the line. Just without looking, what do you think, Philly and Dallas, the worst division in football? They probably should not. They should give one the NFC East playoff spot to the uh, NFC West. Not going to happen, but it would be better football if they did. Just without without looking at it, just a wild guess. What do you think the line is for Philly and Dallas at Philly? I mean, I was going to think. Like- like three and a half, but it's honest. It, uh, but it, it's like seven and a half. It is Philly minus ten. Phew. I mean, uh, and I. That is honesty, the most shocking line I've ever seen in professional football. Um, and all Philly honesty, is terrible. Yeah. But so is Dallas. I mean, uh, and all honestly, that picture of uh, uh, Dak Prescott in the Forrest Gump where, where uh, Lieutenant Dan, I've got ice cream. Have you seen that picture? No, where, I don't think uh, so. It's uh, it's Lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Dan's in the in the hospital bed, but it's Dak's face, and then uh, Forrest Gump's face is um, Dalton, and he's like, Lieutenant Dan, I got ice cream. <laughs> It's actually a pretty funny uh, picture if uh, if you've uh, seen the movie, but obviously you haven't seen Forrest Gump, so just. Me- I know I've seen Forrest Gump. I knew where you were going there. That's a, I have not seen that 
photo though. That's pretty. But, uh, yeah. but that's yeah, pretty they're, good. they're both out for the year. They're, it's just literally they're. Uh, uh, it's, it's that thing. But yeah, Dallas. Uh, who is the Dallas's quarterback? Is it the the thir- the set, the backup punter? Is that yeah? Who? So so no. So Ben Denucci. He's a rookie out of James Madison. Andy Dalton got really. Uh, shaken up on a on a kind of a border not borderline. It was a pretty dirty hit last. Yeah, week it was from, very. It was extremely dirty. Yeah, so he's in the concussion protocol and not playing. So it's Ben Denucci, a freshman from James Madison. No offensive line for Dallas. I I can't believe I'm doing this, but I just I, I can't do Eagles minus ten. Whatever, I'll go Dallas. W- whatever. Well, I'll just since since this is a terrible game, we'll just go opposites on this. I I mean I. I mean, both, I mean, you know, for, for this to be in the Sunday night game, you know, shame on NBC. They should have uh, worked something out to where they could have got that Pittsburgh and Baltimore. But um, I don't run NBC, I don't run the NBC, you know, Sunday night game. And I know uh, it's set in stone, but uh, yeah, uh, just uh, not. They could have flexed this out. And if it weren't for the eyeballs, the Cowboys draw, this would have been flexed out. They should have picked up. Steelers, Ravens, but they're not going to flex out the Cowboys is what happened there. They're just not doing it. Yeah, they just can't. Yeah, which is understandable, which, uh, but uh, I don't think even Cowboy fans want to watch their team right now. No, and I just realized we got into the last game of the weekend, and I have only used three of my locks. So uh, I'm going to retroactively lock Detroit because they were so good to me last week. I really liked them in that spot. And the last game we have is – Tampa is minus 12 on the road against the New York football giants on Monday night football. Really crappy game here. Brady is some ridiculous number against the spread on road as a double digit favorite on the road. I think the giants stink. I don't really necessarily know which way to go here, but whatever. I'll go Brady. I'm I'm not putting money on the giants. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to take the Monday night dog. I mean, just because it's a rule and, uh, Whatever rule that was, I'll just take it. But yeah, uh, just typical uh, uh, giant football is just you know he you know is free going down the you know the field and you know blade of grass just tackles him and that's just uh, typical giant football right there. So uh, yeah, that I'll, was like the meme of the year. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take the embarrassment of uh, of taking the Giants. So give me the Giants and the and the Monday Night Dog. I mean, it is a huge, uh, it is a huge uh, line. So I mean, what you got a shot there? I mean, it's an NFL team, comp- somewhat competent NFL team at home. I mean, they're not the Jets; they're not a disaster. Yeah, the Jets are a complete that disaster for sure. So we got through another week in the NFL. I did not use all of my locks. Did you use all of yours? No, I mean, you know, we don't have to use all five. I mean, if you want to, that's just a uh, uh, strictly thing. I mean, my lock, my locks were. I've got you at Missouri, Buffalo, and Cleveland. Uh, I'll I'll ride with you on this uh, Detroit uh, lock. I'll ride. Uh, we'll we'll both lock it up with Detroit. All right, all four of mine are in the NFL. I've got Detroit, Cleveland, San Francisco, and Pittsburgh as my four. We've made it through another week in the NFL. We are in uh, through week eight. We are This is the halfway point of the NFL season, as shocking as that seems. Glad we're here. Glad there's still football going on. Uh, this was fun, dude. What's uh, One last thing, if you want to plug anything at the store before we get out of here. Yeah, man. Like I said, we're just uh, completely stocked up on everything. Got plenty of fresh fish. Uh, everything in the freezers are $2 off. So 
you know, you can come in and take advantage and, you know, stock your freezer at home to where you don't have to come in as much. So we have plenty of pork chops, uh, chicken breast, uh, fish, uh, some hamburgers and steaks and all sorts of things. So, yeah, we're stocked up, ready to go, you know, just uh, just need to come in and get it. And uh, like I said, take advantage of this weather. I mean, you can't go wrong with uh, 55 degrees in the sun, oh, not a cloud in the sky. So let's I think that's what's going on Saturday afternoon. So. Uh, that'd be a good time to fire the grill up. Everybody, have a safe, happy weekend. Make some money. Enjoy the weather. Go by LBs. Throw something on the grill. Uh, if you want to yell at us about our picks, that's accepted too. But everybody, be safe. Have fun. And same time next week. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.